Just reminding us that we depend on this 11 kilometer thick atmosphere for our survival on planet Earth and the stability of an Earth system that remains in its Holocene interglacial state. And I thought that I would share a little bit of stuff that I'm experiencing firsthand about brain injury um, again. <laughs> so um, I was telling my mom that having a concussion is kind of like the exhaustion that you experience. We've had five decades of negative exponential rise. Now the challenge is to tip over into the similar exponential journey towards a transformation to sustainability. And I think it's good just to kind of remind ourselves what this means. Because I just don't want to take away from the detail and the justice that I want to give to this show. Even though I know there's really nothing I can say that will be as descriptive and as life-changing as the real thing. You know, I really, I like to sleep, and so, um, or I guess I wouldn't say I like to sleep, but I need to sleep, uh, so it's been kind of a rough, rough week in that way, but um, a couple people have asked me recently what it's like, um, or what it feels like to have Lyme disease, um, and it's, you know, honestly, it's, it's different for everybody. Um, it's, they call it like the great imitator because people have been misdiagnosed as having um, MS, ALS. Um. When Earth was done playing, everybody went crazy. Everybody kind of wanted an encore from them, but, uh, but you know, it's, we were on very strict time limitations. And once Earth cleared everything off the stage and, uh, and they set up everything for sun the way that they needed it, uh, in terms of amplifiers and just clearing the floor, they dimmed the lights, everybody went crazy because they thought sun was going to come out and just pummel everybody. Um, from bright lights, um, pretty much anything like stimulation, um, your brain just gets wiped out, exhausted, and just pretty much wants to shut down, uh, which is why people with concussions usually sleep a lot, I think, at least <laughs> in my experience. It makes me just like feel so wiped out. Nervousness um, in science was that this was in one way a surprise because it could not be predicted, but it was even more worrisome because we understand what's happening. We understand that it is the upwelling of an unprecedentedly warm ocean that takes up 96% of the heat caused by our emission of greenhouse gases. Talk of a resilient Earth system. We emit greenhouse gases for 150 years and 95% of our debt... Cancer, fibromyalgia, basically anything. Um, it even messes with your blood cells and stuff, so... Um, you know, it's something they can look at and be like, oh, you know what, you have leukemia, and you don't. It's just Lyme disease, um, and typically it's not just Lyme disease, it's a host of other diseases that go along with it. Um, one of the common ones is called... Um, it's absorbed and hit under the carpet in the oceans, and it's now upwelling in the Arctic. We also know that the Arctic vortex that keeps the high-pressure cold air and the jet stream stable was opening up in a very wiggling way, releasing heat to southern latitudes and letting heat into the Arctic. Combine that with atmospheric warming, which, as you may recall, a two-degree warming in the world means five-degree warming in the Arctic. These things together led to this 
surprise exponential early warning for humanity. Over two hours, um, if not just at two hours. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure if they, if they yeah, I, I think they played just around two hours. So these fog machines were going, I was just kind of breathing in all this fog, just kind of like, you know, there were people around me joking and I was joking with them. We're like, oh man, all this fog, you know, oh, need more fog. You know, and everybody thought it was really funny, you know, and then, uh, and then some came out, everybody was going crazy and I had my earplugs in, thank God, you know, I had earplugs. And the first chord, our impacts on carbon dioxide, biodiversity, sulfur emissions, overfishing, all the parameters you may think of. We come to the end of the 19th century here and Fleming invents penicillin, which creates longevity and we go from 1 billion towards the population growth we know. We come to 1900 here and the Haber-Bosch process is invented, allowing ourselves to produce modern food that can actually feed a much larger population. But we're still at this linear phase until we come to the 1955 branch point and that is, dear friends, when science today stipulates that this is when we enter the moment of the great acceleration. Pain since I was a kid, um, basically no immune system, um, fatigue, like beyond normal tiredness. Like I kind of compare it to when you've taken like a really big dose of NyQuil and like it, it almost is impossible to speak. Like you're too tired to get the words out and move and you just have to sleep. That's basically how it feels. And I remember being about 18 years old and having coworkers say, oh, you're so young, you shouldn't feel like this. And then having... Have like a really long workout or something like that. And your body is just like super, super tired. And you just want nothing more than to like just lay down. Well, having a concussion, you feel like that. But your brain feels like that. Your body feels like... Your body feels tired, but... Um, not like that, but your brain feels like just wiped out, exhausted from just thinking, trying to think of the right word. But also, and you see here the natural curves through the seasons of how the Arctic sea ice normally distributes itself. You see the lowest curve right here is the dramatic year 2012, which was a very nervous point. Actually, the entire Greenland ice sheet was a liquid surface which absorbs so much heat. Um, the doctors that I would go see say, oh, you're young, you're fine. Um, but I wasn't, um, and I had dizziness and um, heart pain and heart palpitations, and um, these are things that a lot of us go through. Um, being freezing all the time, having um, like hot flashes and night sweats too. Um, Lyme bacteria especially um, doesn't like heat so it lowers your body temperature to survive. So a lot of us run at a lower temperature than other people, and so we're just, it's like just being uncomfortable in your own skin. Clammy, cold, hot again, um, just never being comfortable. We could go in the wrong direction. The warnings came early, but we continue on the exponential journey. And it is in 1990 that we start seeing the first evidence of invoices being sent back. So it seems like our unsustainable journey worked up until the late 1980s. But the collapse of codfishes out of Newfoundland, we crossed 350 ppm in carbon dioxide concentrations. We see accelerated ice melt. We see the first signs of large-scale acidification and bleaching events in coral reefs. Pick one thing to do and that's pretty much it. And other people can kind of bounce from one thing to the next to the next, that's no big deal. Um, and you, you know, like any one thing, like including doing the dishes one time is like, 
exhausting and you may feel like you need a nap afterward and it's hard to explain to people because they're like oh you look fine um can't even tell you're sick I thought you'd be wasting away or whatever and it's like it's not like that and most of us um, have had nurses say no I can imagine this to be like drugs uh because you know you're sort of like losing control uh because of the sound you're losing control of just uh how you how your body regulates itself and how your body feels because uh, to a point after you're experiencing that massive of a sound for such a long period of time uh a lot of parts of a lot of parts of your body just become kind of numb it's kind of like hard to feel that they're there it's kind of like everything is just being shaken really not violently but uh but to a point where you know um and then there's all the stuff that we have to do every day just to keep um alive like for me it's piles and piles of supplements um I have the ozone therapy that I do every day now, a lot of detox stuff, the bath. It's just time-consuming stuff, um, and so it takes up a lot of time. And so it's hard when people are like, so what, is, like, what are you doing? Like, how is your week? It's like, I don't know how to explain. Like, well, it didn't really do anything, but I've been doing a lot. Um, it's a lot of brain power to keep track of everything when we say we have Lyme brain, because it just messes with you and it's just hard to keep track of everything and so um yeah sometimes it feels like we're just in this weird little bubble and um it's just it's hard for people to see in and we want people to understand but then we don't because we want to feel so yeah it pretty much feels like your brain is just running a marathon non-stop <laughs> so and there's really no relief from it. Um, but you just got to rest your brain a lot. So, yeah, just a little bit tidbits of what I'm experiencing here on Cognitive Rest. As we weaken the system, suddenly a small incremental change can lead to abrupt, irreversible, and potentially disastrous shifts. Here we have the latest map of the different tipping points we can foresee. The key here is, it's not only the risk of destabilizing green and ice sheet or the West Antarctic ice shelf, it's also the risk of tipping over the Amazon rainforest to savannas. It's the risk of losing the monsoon rainfall systems because of destabilizing the interconnectivity between the different components of the Earth system. To put it simple, we all depend, irrespective of where we live, in what economy or what business we depend on, on the functioning of every biome on planet Earth to avoid tipping points that could take us in the wrong direction.